Welcome to this bonus episode of the Limitation is a Mirage podcast. On this episode, I have Ashley Crooks. Ashley is a fitness pro. He has worked with thousands of people to help them get the body shape that they want, even if they wanted to be competitive or if they just wanted to be healthier and stronger. He now helps other personal trainers and businesses um, along that line, so gym owners, things like that, to improve their business and really scale it. So in this episode, we talk about different areas of the business, how to scale how we we believe that limiting beliefs are holding people back. They think that there's only certain things you can do as a, as a personal trainer. And he just sort of knocks that out of the water by showing what he has done for himself and his clients. So I know you're going to enjoy this conversation. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to either one of us. Thanks again, and I'll chat to you soon. Hey guys, welcome to this bonus episode of the Limitation is a Mirage podcast. Today I am joined by Ashley Crooks from Ashley Crooks Fitness and he's going to give you a brief introduction as to who he is and then we're going to get straight into it. So Ashley, jump away there. Who are you? What do you do? What's the crack? Uh, no worries. Uh, what's up guys? Um, what's up Liam? Uh, so yeah, quick introduction. Like My name is Ashley and I'm um, the owner of Ashley Crooks Fitness. Um, best way to describe it is as a consulting um, company like where we have a straight fitness offer we help people with any females with weight loss and body confidence and energy and then alongside that having built a pretty successful uh fitness business and i now also coach and um, other business owners other uh, personal trainers how to do the same things that i've done um over the last couple of years brilliant i love that you added in the fact that it's not just weight loss it's body confidence and energy because a lot of people in this industry do weight loss and they don't really care how they get the weight loss but yours is a is a more optimal um take for people so that they get longevity of life not just fat loss would that be right yeah totally so yeah body confidence is a, is a huge thing like we you know going just by your low surface level we all know people want to lose weight it's pretty obvious but um um, it's why do they want to lose and um, where do we know it's because mainly they want to look better feel better better energy better health for a lot of the uh more high performing people that we work with they want to have better time management less stress better sleep and better productivity so and um, we just take it on a little bit further so it's not just another generic uh weight loss program that gets lost in the noise how did you get so you started off as a pt on the floor and then what what was it that just triggered in your mind to think, right, I can get off the floor and, and do this online and actually make a successful business from it? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I'll go right back to the start because I don't know if too many people know, apart from people who've been around since the start, but um, I was I was probably doing online coaching before I was on the gym floor. And like my actual oh. very first clients um, were people that I was coaching having not even been um, on the gym floor. And it really just goes back to um, whenever I was, what, 19, 20? because uh, i have an engineering degree um, as well and it's really like as starting to come out of that and i was like i wasn't really getting one i didn't it didn't really light me up so i didn't want to do it and then two like i was getting knocked back with job interviews and blah 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 probably because i didn't care that much <laughs> about them but it was really there it's like well i need a shit i need to figure out something here as to what i'm going to do and like just like any dude back then i was just obsessed with getting bigger biceps and etc cetera, etc cetera. so i have my own fitness um ambitions and whatnot so i was like hey let's let's go and see if we can help and um, other people so it just turned out like started helping some people free and um, close friends and they were getting like amazing results and i was like cool uh on to something here and there was very basic spreadsheet excel kind of stuff and whatnot 
prescribing diet plans. But um, it went from there. And then I remember just going and getting into the gym the next day after my finals. And uh, that was pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty brutal. Looking back, taking spin classes, like I've done all the, the stuff people hate. But I just found really, really quickly that I was able to generate clients and get very good results quite quickly. And uh, I guess back then, like when Facebook was a bit more free, and um, like nine, 10 years ago, the organic reach was substantial. Mm. Like I remember a lot of my posts and um, blowing up because nobody else was really, really using it. 10 years ago, like personal training isn't what, what it is now. And I was yeah. early-ish um, in the game. So I was just really able to maximize very quickly um, using social media. Being good at what I um, done was important, but then actually going and showing people and telling people and getting on social media and it was nothing super fancy, but so it kind of like really snowballed organically quite quickly. And uh, with that, and I was um, doing the personal training side of things, obviously I had a lot of local interest. And um, at that time, diary was completely full, charged more than any other um, personal trainer, but I'm not, I don't have a dis- defining moment that, um, what's the best way to put it? That was like, shit, let's go online. That had been online. And I just knew me personally at the very start, I had already decided I wasn't going to be a personal trainer for like the rest of my life um, before yeah. I even got into that. So it was always like the game plan to to have that online business or that freedom and et cetera, et cetera. But I knew back then the quickest way to go and get real momentum was let's, let's just go dominate uh, the gym floor and then then we can scale it up. And and uh, that's that's kind of how it, how it went. And then it really, you know, when social media was like building, we had Instagram. I don't even know if Instagram was there whenever I started. No, but then obviously no. all of that that came along. And um, yeah, we just started picking up more, more and more followers. We kept pushing a lot of um, content, a lot of results. Like I was hooking up with um, some influencers at the time. And like we were just getting like more and more people, um, I guess, organically coming into us. And it just evolved uh, from there. And like, I guess I've always just been heavily investing in the business so you know I, I started like getting into some some programs i started to learn about some copywriting some ad stuff a little bit of sales like i was aware that i was going to need yeah. something else bar than just being a good a good trainer so yeah that 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 started a couple of years ago and um, it was going really really well the online with the um the personal training but it just then reached the ceiling where and the, the, I guess the online coaching side of things was almost outweighing like the gym floor stuff, but I, I kind of didn't want to give up the gym floor stuff. It felt a little bit still secure, mm-hmm. if that's even yeah. a word, but now we can see in the last couple of months that <laughs> there's nothing secure and really, really about it. And it was a couple of years ago then I was like, right, I need to, there's enough momentum here with the online things. Like I just need to go and go, go dominate uh, that. So I just started really scaling back the gym floors. Took me about a year. And um, to do that and um, to really stop talking about it, like, you know, any clients who left or got what they wanted, not getting replaced, more time going in the online side of things. And it steadily kept kept growing. And then and the more time I just put into the deeper I went into the marketing and learning sales and the better it, the better it got. There's a few things that I'd like to touch on. Initially, you were saying like you went in and you did the spinning and all the stuff that people hate. Do you think that really helped you understand what clients are actually after and how to run a business and, and what needed to be done and what you didn't want to yeah. do within the industry? Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, I'm, 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 not, I'm unsure. I just know I didn't want to be a fucking spin instructor um, after <laughs> doing that. Yeah. And so I did. And um, the, main, the main thing for me at that time, obviously working for somebody else, they were taking a huge cut um, of what I was doing. So the money sucked. 
yeah. like it was like two three hundred pounds a week as i had this this isn't really gonna like get me <laughs> um, any like decent standard of living um, and whatnot so that was a huge driver for me i'm pretty pretty open in saying this that i'm like money drives me yeah. um so it does and i was like i just wasn't really gonna settle uh, i guess for that at that um, at that time so but i'd you know just taking some ownership into my own hands of this being my treatment like my business and not just yeah. i'm going to rely on somebody else to go and get me and my my clients i got that just wasn't that's not just behind me and um, so not so it was from there and then i just I, I only spent like six months in that gym and i was i was fully booked and like fully booked in the way that i was bringing business to that gym Mm-hmm. like from zero to six months which is quite cool i was like at that point i'm like i'm already here yeah and um, so i am and yeah i just, I just have, went to another gym and i just could pay some rent like a couple hundred a month and pocket the rest and like instantly like revenue was uh, where i wanted to be there and then it must have been weird being on the floor because you were saying there that you were um charging more than the other pt so the I've been around a lot of PTs over the years and I imagine that would have created a bit of friction between them. Like, how dare you charge more than the the £15 an hour or whatever it is that people... Someone randomly decided this is an hourly fee for for PTs and then... So was, was there much friction on the floor when you were doing that? Yeah, or? yeah. you said I could say what I wanted, so I'll just be honest. Like, And I stopped caring what people thought like a long time uh, ago. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> so yeah. I did, like, because I, I, I used to get, like, I mean going going back i used to be i was I, i'm not claiming this as any kind of title but i was definitely one of the first ones in the local area to start talking about clients eating chocolate and all of this kind of stuff like the flexible dad and like i was really yeah. going against the hardcore side of things i took a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of hate for that back then but after all of that there i really stopped giving a fuck about what people thought and yeah. um, at that point so i didn't really care that much and for me like it's it's my business and like if i want to get what i want then i've got to go and do things and my way so no it didn't really create create any friction i mean i wasn't reliant on any gym to bring me any clients any revenue didn't it didn't matter i could be on a different planet and i could have still got clients if i wanted to so it was all it was all good but um it really just came around like demand i went supply there was only one of me people were happy to pay i was doing a great job it was done in an ethnical way and results were amazing we got into the show prep stuff. Our clients dominated um, in the show prep side of things and then uh, we moved on to other stuff. So, yeah, we were just doing better things than a lot of other trainers. So it, it well warranted uh, the the fees that, that I could get. The show prep stuff is actually where I came across you. That might have been five years or longer ago. Would yeah, it be? yeah. So it's been, yeah, it probably is about five years. Um, uh, ish like i can't really remember but it's been it's been quite a while but that was a that was an awesome uh time for us like that really got us like a lot yeah. of attention and um, with the, the physiques that we were able to to, to put out and again just mainly down the female side of things what two of the things kind of like sorry to, sorry to interrupt it was kind of just perfect timing because like the whole show thing at that time was the cool thing to do yeah <laughs> and so it was i don't know how much it is now and what's changed but i it was it was a it was a perfect timing for that as well two of the things that you've touched on a few times is results and freedom so results for your clients and freedom for yourself that is what i try to teach anyone that comes to me about setting up a new business i always say to them like you want to whoever your work whoever's coming to you wants to you want to get them the best results possible like above and beyond what they believe and you want to create freedom for yourself. So 
if for people that were listening, I know there's a lot of PTs that um, follow me and that I would interact with. So what is it like now for you compared to being on a floor to owning your own business, having your own team and, and making like whenever you talk about the money that you make, I imagine that like whenever you tell people how much you make a month, there's a lot of PTs that go, how the fuck is he doing that? Because they're used to doing 25 quid an hour and the math yeah, just doesn't yeah, work out. So yeah. it's it's super interesting because I a lot of people forget. Like I used to, I, mean, I literally just got off the phone and I said the same thing to this guy that's coming to work with us. And like, dude, I've been been in those shoes because I used to be the trainer that looked at all the people ahead of me going, that's a scam. Like there's just no way mm-hmm. people are making more money than than me. Like there's it just can't be. I was very close minded. A very close mind. I would say very close mindset, but I was like a little bit skeptical. So I totally get it. So I don't, I don't knock on people who have the same kind of views now. That's fine. But at some point, if there's so many people doing something, like then there's just something you don't know. And I, I've been sitting there because I was getting all the adverts for all this other kind of like six figure year guru kind of stuff. I was like, write that on. And um, but it just kept coming. And I was in these, I was in these groups, and like everyone was just crushing it. They weren't necessarily fit pros. I didn't really care that much, but I knew there was people out there making a lot more money than me. Um, so there was there was just weight, uh, weight to it. I can't. I think I went off topic with your question there. So if you want to pull me <laughs> back, it was just about just about the freedom. So, so what what's it like now to have the freedom that you like? You've created a life that you have actual. What does freedom mean to you? And then what's it like? Yeah, to have yeah. It? That's that's yeah. That's a good question. Like, freedom. Yeah, freedom. Freedom for me is like I have the choice do that's mm. really what it is like i'm not here like i dude you can say i don't i don't even have pictures up in this room i don't care about the beach <laughs> <No laptop. laughs> i'm on the beach kind of thing like and whatnot and but it's really about the the, the choice and the decision if i want to do something i can go and do it if and when i want whatever that may be and like for me right now like obviously still decide to work i still enjoy what i do like i'm not i just going to keep and keep going and i probably do more work now than what i ever done I am at the same time, probably in a little bit more of a systemized way. I probably do take a little bit more time off, but it's really about the choice of I get to do what I want. That's what it really is about uh, for me. <clears throat> so whenever, just since you mentioned a systemized way, you have a lot of people that, that I talked about getting online training, they, they, they have no idea what that means to the point that they think, does that mean I just contact someone on Instagram and I'll send them a PDF of a workout. Like you were saying, when you started 10 years ago, it was Excel sheets and, and diet plans, things like that. So have you any advice for someone who wants to get, even doesn't want to get off the floor, but wants to just build, start to build a sideline of online? Yeah, totally. Totally. The biggest shift that like, and if this is specifically for face-to-face trainers, um, like the biggest shift that they have to make is that they're no longer charging for time, but they're going to start charging for a result. And this is what I was even doing before I even left personal training because I was doing like a hybrid thing where if somebody wanted to work with me, even on the gym floor, they had to go and get all the other stuff that I was doing online as well. Like the nutrition, the accountability, the checking process, all of this here, because I knew that they needed all of that to get that result that they wanted. I don't don't care. Like nobody's getting a a result that they want spending one hour a week on the gym floor with a personal trainer. Unless they're like Harry Potter with a fucking wand. (laughs) And the green O they need so much other stuff. So if you think, if you really sit down and think about that result that your client wants, and you're very clear on that, then you need a map out. Well, what does that person really need to get from A to B? And like, 
and there's only really like I can I I can go in and share a little bit of what we teach our students. And um, there's only really in terms of a great online coaching service and um, service, there's only really three to four pillars that they need. Like they need some sort of like um, sort of input diagnostic nutrition kind of phase, like information gathering, consultation phase, goal setting, et cetera, et cetera. Like what has this person even done? What have they tried? Why is shit not working for them right now? So diagnose the, yeah. the problem. We know if, if, and this is assuming like it's a physique transformational kind of thing that they want, well, the nutrition is probably the biggest problem. They're going to need to be some element of that in your online coaching program. You can't do that on the gym floor um, at all. The second kind of main thing then is like that training program, call it whatever you want, but you need some sort of mechanism to coach people with their training online. Million and one different ways to do that uh, with the software that's now available. And thirdly, they need some sort of like lifestyle integration in process where you take care of things like their sleep, their stress, their time, their, their energy, see what's working or what's not working. And then the fourth thing is like the optimization part of the process where they have um, some opportunity to check in on a regular basis to get things reviewed, optimized, uh, changed, whatever it may be. Like that's surface level, but those are the main things that really everyone and anyone needs. And we're, again, I'll just talk about the guy I just literally spoke to and like, he was like, dude, I'm already doing all this. I was like, yeah, <laughs> fuck, I know you are, but you'll charge for it. And yeah. so we don't, so like most trainers do some of this in some kind of element outside of the session, but they don't like value the time for that. And they just, hey, I'm not going to charge my client for this in case they run off and think it's too expensive. So we'll just charge them 30 pound an hour and give them the fucking world. Yeah. Um, except to that. And that's the biggest problem in most face-to-face yeah businesses it's funny whenever you talk you could take out the fit pro and this could be about any business i have worked with a lot of different corporates and it's the same advice you're giving them the the, you need to have a understanding of where your client is where they want to go and what you need to do but like you probably find that especially in the fitness industry there's stuff that you have to tell every single person you meet and every time you do that it wastes time whereas if you had like a system in place even if it's just a pdf or a wee ebook or something you're just gonna cancel that out for you're gonna save yourself a hell of a lot of time than repeating this is what a carb is this yeah, is what this totally is. totally yeah we have i mean so like we can onboard a client so we can onboard a client outside of their call in about 15 minutes and that's having it's been tailored and personalized and like and um, you can just go and create some assets mm-hmm. and like if you're if you're very clear on who you want to work with and very clear on the result that you get there's going to be parts of the process are going to be generic because mm-hmm. the same kind of things most people need. The spine of it's going to be the same. Really important if you're putting a higher value on it that you do make it specific though and personalized to that um, person. So I'll be open enough to say that most of the stuff we do for our clients in the fitness business is quite generic. Yeah. Templated stuff, but it's also tailored and personalized to what they need. And then it's uh, we take the very superior route with the support and I don't, I don't know too many other businesses who support their clients as much as we do with with what we do in there. And that's the huge, the huge thing. But I'd like to directly like think back to your question, like, yeah, you could definitely create some assets and some it doesn't have to be products, but some sort of like template. Because people need the same information mm-hmm. most times around it and really just help them get specific on I how think to that apply that. There's there's two levels to so like you can have it for a low end where you have like a video, even if it's just you talking and explaining a, a generic diet and then at the high end one, you can find out what foods they like and what things they like and what they're, what, what they need yeah. for what they're doing. 
That's probably why yeah, you, your thing, result. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry to, sorry to interrupt. And um, like the main thing that I find between the, the, the low end and the low ticket stuff and the high ticket stuff is that people, they're not necessarily going to pay more for better information. So we don't mind giving away all the information mm-hmm. free or charging a low value for it. It's the implementation. Yeah. Of the information is a huge thing. Like they're going to need. You know, let's use my fitness pal example. Like you can tell them what to do with the calories and the macros. That's fine. Go tell them how to do it. Most of them aren't going to be able to put that together in a practical way, though. Yeah. Day in, day out. So it's the implementation and the coaching that's really going to be of value to them. It's the same with the fit pros that we coach. We can give them information on how to go to do process X, Y, Z. But there's going to be bumps along the roads. Things are mm-hmm. not going to work. They're going to have challenges, and then it's the implementation and the coaching that's the value to the process. One of the things that I came up against when I started to work one to one with high end people was um, spouses or partners, loved ones, whatever. Do you notice that that can affect people's ability to stay on track? Like the partner doesn't like that they're getting fitter and healthier and looking fitter and healthier. Have you a way of subtly dealing with that or do you just blunt force it? I know personally I'm a sledgehammer. I just sledgehammer straight into it. But um... it's, it's tough. We've had this come up one or two times with our, with our fitness clients. We only work with females um, on that side of the business. So it's always the husband. Mm-hmm. and that's uh, that can be the problem it's came up a few times in some in some difficult situations but i mean there's what i say to like and we don't say this all the time it just depends but there's, there's one of three things that's going to happen when one person wants to change in a relationship and it's either the first thing being that that person is going to get 100 on board and actually start doing the program with them they're going to start going to the gym they're going to start tracking the macros they're going to do all of that kind of jazz that's the best thing that's the best outcome yeah. that's going to happen and the second thing is that they're going to support them like that. And they don't really care. They're like, Hey, you do, you go, go crush it. <laughs> yeah. And um, they're not necessarily that interested in doing it themselves. And that's fine. That's still a reasonably good outcome. Hey, you go fix you. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. I'm good either way. And then the third one is like, where they get a little bit resentful mm-hmm. and they almost like try to sabotage the other person's progress, like for whatever reason. Now we don't we're not marriage counselors um so we don't get into the weeds of it <laughs> so yeah. we don't like but that's that's a marital issue it's really difficult to overcome from our end that we don't necessarily get too involved in but and we've only had that third option happen one or two times where that other other half has made it very difficult uh for and this is assuming they're in the program obviously like pre pre-sold you're like We've had a few people like the husband doesn't even allow them to do it. Um, <laughs> we can't, we can't help. So yeah, it, it will come up, but we just can't, uh, it's just starting to out of your control. Right. Yeah. I, I often w- would explain to my clients that they need to work out why they're doing it. What's the point of them doing whatever change it is they want to make. And then if they can't explain that well enough to their partner to make it, make them come on board with it then they need to go chat like you said it's a marriage issue then or a, a partner issue or a relationship issue so they need to go and check that out as well um whenever we were whenever you were discussing um all of the like my fitness pal and things like that do you notice that there is a problem with like say personal trainers coming on board and using technology like i know a lot of ones that won't even do videos but they still want to promote themselves somehow. And you're like, you need to start doing content. You need to do videos. So do you, do you find there's a, a struggle for PTs to go on and use my fitness pal or, or 
true coach or any of those things? And do you, do you specifically mean for personal trainers who want to transition online? Yeah. And just not, general, not really. I mean, the, the, is, that, is that what you meant? Sorry. I'm just thinking it, it both because I've had I've had different conversations with both and people that want to do online, but they don't want to do those sort of apps and they think it's going to be too complicated. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fair question. So it is, I mean, I'm I'm a very direct kind of person. I'm like, well, you either need to learn. You got two options. You either need to learn how to do it or you don't do anything. And I probably don't recommend the latter. Yeah. Um, so I don't, so it's, it's one of those, I don't, I just don't, don't beat around the bush. Like, that's fine. Really appreciate that you're having difficulty with that and it's something you haven't done before. But the way I see it is you've got two options. You're either going to learn how to do it and or you're just going to keep going with uh, as you are at the moment, I probably don't recommend that um, yeah. as an option. And they just need to make a decision as to whether they're they're fully bought into really making a change. Um, so anyone who's like 100% committed and decided that they want to fix something, it's not that they're not going to have difficulties. They're going to just find a way to to overcome. Yeah. And then whenever it comes to things like Facebook ads, because again, I know from working with different clients and I say to them, look, the easiest way to get reach is to do do paid ads like you have to pay for your reach especially like when you started back like you were saying when you started with facebook your organic reach was through the roof because you weren't nobody else was doing the type of stuff you're doing like if you hadn't known how to work the system now with ads and things back then like it would have been crazy yeah it's funny me and my me and my media buyer were talking about this the other day and he's like dude if we knew what we knew now five six years ago like we would both be retired <laughs> yeah. and so we were with us so yeah totally totally right but i don't and um, the process is the process and um it is what it is um so i'll let so you carry you, on i just sort of jumped in there do you think it's important then for um just people in business in general to start utilizing facebook ads and things like that do you, do you think there's a way of doing it without like scaling to the levels that you've scaled without paying for ads yeah i mean i mean there's always a way to, to, to there's more than one way to skin the cap and so there is as well right i mean i i know other people there, there's there's people organically like you know with all the fitness businesses in the world who don't run ads who are making a lot of money i mean you, you can go on instagram and there's genuinely people who've got like millions of followers mm-hmm. probably don't spend that much on advertising you make a lot of money organically so it definitely can be done that way the downside though for a lot of people at the start is they don't have a million followers and um, to <laughs> yeah. go in <laughs> they yeah. don't so that they so we could create if you've organically built like a, a mass following we have a student at the moment katie he's got like one hundred forty thousand instagram followers just built it up like um yeah. over over the last number of years great like i don't she's probably going to do like a million dollars in revenue without ads that's brilliant. which is great i mean and really you know what those kind of like numbers like yeah you you should um do that and because you shouldn't be running ads if you can't make money off those people mm-hmm. um anyway but for most people like i didn't have i still don't have a hundred thousand followers i got like 12 on instagram that i barely use and um, <laughs> so you can you there's more than one way to to go around this so to, to, to directly answer your question it, it depends um on the context on whether you've got assets and other things that you can go and leverage without spending money on ads so I'm not, i don't dispute that people can't make a lot of money without them they can but there needs to be certain variables in play there mm-hmm. for them to do that and even still if they get that dialed in they should still go and run ads to make even more and um, at yeah. the same point and um, but secondly for a lot most people let's go 90 95 percent of people starting out 
small companies who don't have a gazillion followers, well, the quickest way to go and make money is to go and spend some money, to go and acquire um, yeah. some leads. And that's, um, yeah, that's that's what's working really, really well for us. And I know for a lot of other um, people who don't have, there, there's companies I know doing tens of millions a year that don't have more than a couple hundred followers Yeah. on it on instagram so i'll to, to directly answer the question like there needs to be context for it but either way i believe that everyone should have some sort of approach where they can continually bring new people into the world i mean if the biggest companies in the world are advertising and spending money on marketing then yeah most other people probably should i think it's mad when when you chat to people and like across all all of the industries that i've worked in and they'll invest in program after program like they might learn how to do 15 different well-being courses and you're like if you just invest did one of those and invested the rest and like growing your pool like growing your circle that you're in you would mix so much more so with you working with so many um personal training uh businesses and people have you found that there's any reason why like i i, I could be wrong in this but the ones i know seem to have a problem with investing in, in facebook ads and paying for advertising is there any like um not, not i can't even think of the word now that i'm thinking of but is there is there any thing that you've noticed that's a pattern throughout the throughout the work yeah i don't know how ruthless you want me to be with this answer but there'll be a really ruthless sorry be as, be as ruthless as you want sometimes people need to kick in the ass there's to... gonna, there, unless i mean there's always one that that doesn't apply to rules but there's probably a correlation with those people not really getting what they want in their business yeah i'm probably not making as much money um as they want with that kind of with that kind of like approach to how they think and i'll tell i mean again like i'll tell you now like i haven't once you get some advertising running in a profitable way which i ain't saying is always easy to do first time off the bat but because i've been running advertising for, for a long time and it's and what we do now is crazy to what we've done in the first one or two years where i i, I struggled to recoup the money back there and then we were doing some other things but it didn't work for whatever reason it wasn't the advertising fault it was other other things but where we are now and how we scale advertising like we're we're spending around 50k we will spend 50k this month and on advertising it's going to be the most that we've ever spent um yeah. uh, in a month and uh, in, a, in a profitable way and like like predictably it's going to bring back a lot of revenue and there's nothing else out there that once you get something working like this is going to get you a return as quickly as what advertising will because i'm going to make an immediate return two three four x on that advertising in the same month like yeah. you're not going to get that in property you're not going to get it in stocks. You're not going to get it in cryptocurrency. I don't think there's anything else out there that once you get a paid advertising strategy dialed in that can predictably bring you new leads and new clients is going to give you anything as what paid ads will do. The problem is, though, people go and spend some money on ads. <laughs> they spend like 200 pounds and they don't make anything back. And they're like, well, it doesn't work. Yeah. It's like, cool. Well, um, let's go try something else but so you you may need some resilience it's easier now obviously we have something that really really works really well and we can plug and play stuff into our client businesses that we know pretty much almost instantly they're going to get a return so i've kind of done the legwork yeah for them but for me like i was just resilient and you've tried, you've and tried and going. Tested. yeah you've tried Do and it, tested it through, throughout the whole time so you you've it's not like you just threw out 50 grand on month one and, and no the best. no yeah. <laughs> definitely definitely not like i mean it took us 
I say the first year or two, I did not make money directly back from ads. We were building other assets like groups and emails. So we, we would have made a return via those things there. But the difficulty at that time was, and was our ability and the, uh, the ability we had to aggressively scale. We couldn't because mm-hmm. it took us so long to go and get back that advertising money down the road, which yeah. meant I could only spend one, two grand a month um, at that time, which was fine. But now like we can, like we spent 32 last month. I can now, that's a decent jump to 50. And if I make that back, I can go to 70. Like I can now just get very aggressive and I can just go buy more people quicker than other people and just keep fucking dominating. That's one of the fans, but you need to get it to that point where you're prepared to be a little bit resilient. It's not always going to work out the bat. We still have bad days with advertisement. Mm. And so we do like shit doesn't work. Things break, lead quality goes down, but that's part of the game. Um, and like you're either signed up for that or you're not. You can't be one foot on, one, one foot off the bus. You're like either you're all in and prepared for the good and the bad. Yeah. And we're, don't get on the bus. It's funny that like when you, the way you talk about your ad spend would be more a month than a lot of personal trainers would make in a year. And that like, that was one of the reasons I like chatting to you about this stuff and I, I follow your stuff online because you're proof that, it, that you can not only go beyond what a lot of the people are doing but you can go like i know there's people thinking 30 grand how the fuck does he pay 30 grand like how does that even work but like you said like you're scaling that up um step by step and most people do um give in there's a marketing saying where it's whoever can spend the most to get a client is the one that's going to succeed so if you can spend more money than me you're going to eventually win in, in the long run um, yeah and there's there's another part to that saying as well and it's the person who can go and spend the most and get the most back the quickest that can go and spend more i did you add that so but there's that part of it there's there's another part to that and so, so like you're 100 right but it's also part b that is the person who can spend the money and get it back quicker can go and spend more yeah follow them so that that's why with i know i'll spend 50k this month we've and so that's our budget for the month like we've almost made that back already and I haven't spent it. Yeah. And everything else is like profitable after that there. And we should have our biggest month of cash collected ever. Guess what you go and do the next month when you can spend one pound to make a couple Like you just, Aye. you keep going. And so you do, the number side of things, I know there'll be people listening to this and be like, well, one is either talking shit or two. Um, like how that's a big number. And like, yeah. you just kind of get accustomed too like i don't really 50k for me and i don't say this in a in a boastful or bragful way but it doesn't it doesn't come across as a lot of money yeah but that's and you're, as, you're, as the levels as the levels yeah. go up there definitely is a point say. there's definitely a point where you go past a certain number where it's just another number mm-hmm. yeah and it that's doesn't what... really matter that much i was probably more scared to spend five pound a day at the start than yeah. i was <laughs> yeah <laughs> to spend the 50 we're spending like what 1500 a day at the moment um, but you kind of get a, you get a little bit accustomed to it and the, the number doesn't really matter that much after a while and you, again that's where the scaling comes in because you've scaled at the start when you're putting a fiver in you're thinking fuck at the end of this month I'm going to spend about 150 quid and that's Jesus what if I don't get that back whereas now you know your system works because you um, yeah and uh, yeah do, I'm, I'm on side with people who deal with those nerves and concerns like you put mm. you, sh- you definitely should you're not going to put money into something that doesn't work yeah um so it does so I, i'm on side with those people who deal with those nerves or those concerns but 
you just need to go and get fucking help from yeah. somebody who's already figured it out. Because like you probably won't figure that out by yourself. No. How Unless you, you had a, a massive bank balance that you were willing to just well, blow. Well, yeah, they love like burning cash. Great. Like you can <laughs> go invest yeah. stuff yourself. But it's not even like, I don't know how far you want me to go into things, but it's not even about the ads. I used to think it was the ads and the ads. And that's like surface level. Like an ad can only do so much. Yeah. Like I don't have a problem getting people leads, but it's like, do you then have any kind of process to then go and collect money yeah. from those leads? Like Facebook ads aren't going to do that for you. Your yeah. media buyer is not going to do that for you. Your marketing team's not going to do that for you. Like, do you have any like process? So I could go give like, I'm not, I'll use you as an example. I'm not being personal, but I could go and give you like 200 leads tomorrow. But if you didn't know how to like make money from them, then yeah, pointless. It doesn't it doesn't matter? Like, and then people just blame their ads for not working. That's not not the ads like you don't have a fucking system or a process or a business yeah that can actually churn people and go and get people into a sales mechanism and then have any sales mechanism that allows you to actually go and collect some revenue i think the most important bit of that statement is you said you don't have a business that's what you've created is a business that a lot of a lot of people are like i work with coaches and pts and speakers and stuff and that's what they are but i would say where's your business and all of this how you can you ever retire is one of the questions I asked. Would you ever be able to retire? And most people are like, fuck, no. Because yeah, it's it's one of those ones, if you can't step out of your business for more than a couple of weeks and not have it still producing money, like you just yeah. have a good job. <laughs> yeah, uh, which defeats the purpose you of just the have a well. Yeah, I know a lot of people doing 10, 15, 20K a month. But the minute they don't do any work, it yeah. just shuts off and dies. So like, yeah, you've got a highly profitable business, but the, the minute that something awful happens to you or you want to go take a holiday for like three weeks, like you're fucked. You're yeah. not going to make it. That's not, it sounds good on paper. But that's not, it's not a real, it's not a real business yeah. that you can actually step out of. Now it takes a while to get to that point. Like my, my fitness business runs a hundred percent without me. And like, it takes a point to get there, uh, which, which is awesome. But, um, you gotta, yeah, you gotta get like some some foundations. I guess that's been the problem with Corona. Like, tell me if I'm rambling too much, but problem with the Corona thing, like a lot of people just get found out who just have had glorified jobs, yeah, washed out to sea because yeah. they just haven't had any process, any systems, any structure, been no foundations, and it's just been weak, and they just got caught out. I, again, it's like what you said earlier that you think it's. People are always going to need speakers. People are always going to need entertainers. And then all of a sudden, you don't like, same as the gym. People are always going to need to go to the gym. And then all of a sudden, you're not allowed to go to your gym. And a lot of personal trainers, speakers, entertainers are going, what the fuck do I do now? I don't have a plan whatsoever. Yeah, so. and, yeah, and I, I do. I don't want to come across like brightful anyway. I do have sympathy for mm. for people who have got caught out. But it's at the same time, like, you do have to take some ownership yeah i think it's just a case of lack of knowledge i talk about that a lot like people people don't know what they don't know so same as when people come to you and they tell you you would get it all the time i've tried everything to lose weight and you're like did you try counting calories yeah those no. yeah, those, the, those people don't have ownership over that problem yeah so that, so, so there's the personal, personal trainers like and if they've had things good like it is their fault and that's that's fine i don't know what i don't know we'll just go fucking find out go pay somebody yeah to yeah get help yeah, that, like yeah. that's your fault if you can't plug those um, gaps in for me like from day dot that I came into the and I, 
I don't I don't think it would have mattered what industry I would have went into. I still think I would have been the person to go and be more successful yeah. than other people. Um, but I just knew from day one that there was other people out there ahead of me who were making more money. But I just needed to go find out what they were doing and paid them some money to do yeah, that. Now, that's accumulated into a lot of money in the last number of years. But like if you pay money to make more money, then like just go spend more to make more. Yeah. Kind of I thing. Think- so, yeah. So... 100% like I do have sympathy but it's it's not enough to say well I don't know so I'm not going to do it just go fucking find out yeah pay some there's somebody out there doing better than you go find that person in they're any industry help, yeah they're not going to help you for free so don't ask them to do that yeah. <laughs> go in go and pay them some money and like um they'll get you to where you want to go if you do the work one of the things I think that like you can see when you talk like you've got drive and ambition and you want to be somewhere but your honesty with money like a lot of people want to make money but they don't want to talk about the fact that they want to make it whereas you're so honest about it that you will chase the money which is what a whole what, what setting up a business is about you should yeah should be. yeah i'm not i mean so like i think for anyone to be i mean to a point i'm not saying that it's just money that drives me but if you want to be a successful entrepreneur and you're not driven by that yeah. like you're probably not going to make a lot of it and then if yeah. you didn't think of the consequences of that, then you got problems. And if like in my business now at the moment, like I need to be driven by money in a certain way. I've not like got a team. I've got like 11, 12, 13 people who rely on me. Like mm-hmm. they could pay money per month to pay their bills. So in yeah. some way, there's no consequences if we don't go and generate X, Y, Z. So I think personally, and some people may disagree, that's fine. Cool. Um, but I think for anyone successful at some point like money's been a driving factor and people will yep. come back and say it's not about the money it's about the impact you can't have one without the other yeah <laughs> you, you can like yeah i just want to help people kill well you, you you can help 10 people and make two grand a month or you can help a thousand and make significantly more you can't have one without mm-hmm. the no, i totally agree uh, I, i'm very aware of your time so i'm just gonna i'm gonna yeah, we did, I another couple of minutes i think i'll give for a couple of minutes you want to do one or two more uh, what, what advice would you give then to someone who's on the fence and now they're watching this and they're thinking well if he can do it there's no reason i can't do it what's what advice would you give yeah so it's a loaded question um, <laughs> a loaded question um, obviously hire you advice. would be step one but sorry obviously hire you join your team yeah well, be... it's not even about that it doesn't matter there's not, it doesn't have to be on my program i don't care that much whether people do or don't um uh, join mine but it's more just individually like you actually have to decide that you want to do something and like it's not enough to be like well i want to have a great business and then not do anything like you decide and then you need to commit mm-hmm. and follow through with that and like it's not going to be easy like i mean dude i mean i've went through some stuff in the last years of the business that would probably crush other people but you need to have resilience because it's not going to be my i don't it maybe it looks like it's easy what i do and like it's easier now because they know what to do but mm-hmm. and there was a lot of like resilience along the way to keep going when other people would have honestly just give up and fucking quit and um, at the same yeah. time so you're gonna need some resilience to that like things aren't always going to go your way there's somebody out there making more money than you so they know more than you just go find out what it was and what it is and then replicate it and do it your own a uh, little different way there's if we're specifically talking about the fitness industry like I just think it's going to keep growing and growing yeah. and growing. It's not going to slow down. Uh, so it's not, so everyone can have a slice of the pie. There's going to be some people make significantly more than others. That's just the way the world works. Um, so it is, but if you want to be one of those people, then just start acting and behaving 
like those people instead of thinking that it's not real because you're not going to get anywhere if that's how you you want to do it so last question then where where are you going what's next like what are you have you anything yeah, that you're building or question, man. i mean so yeah i don't look too far too too far ahead so i don't like i'm personally i struggle to look you know a year from now it's kind of like too far away and um, so it is um and whatnot but for me personally like as much as I'm driven by money, the money at a point also is not the most important thing. I just like, the, the, I guess it's the challenge, man. I just like still feel fired up. Yeah. And so I do, because like even with where we are now and what we're doing, I'm still looking at it going, fuck, I'm in second gear. <laughs> yeah. Like with some of this stuff, like, because I know there's all the people out there making millions per month. So mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm, I'm in second gear still with some of this stuff compared to some people that are in my environment at the moment. So I'm like, let's let's go. Like, <laughs> let's just keep let's keep the foot on the gas. I mean, I when you have something that works, it's like let's just keep putting some more money and let's keep um growing and and going from there. So I don't have I said I don't have anything set for twelve months when I'm going to be this and this. I just struggle to look yeah. that far ahead. Um, so I do, but yeah, we're just going to keep kicking up the gears. Um, okay. we have a really good thing going with our Fit Pro. Um, thing with a lot of people we've even scaled some guys to six figures a month and that's that's incredible there's not a lot yeah. of people um doing that um at the moment so i know we have a really good thing um going on there is a lot of other competition in the space but i do believe that we're going to be uh, one of the best one on top in the next couple of months uh, you can see it you you whenever you talk about all this stuff it is all well and good but it's when you see then you do a live video with somebody who's went from zero to 10k a month or the 30k a month or whatever it is that's where the proof for me really is for people to see it so no matter how many like you've said it before and you're bound to get haters because we all get them where you're full of shit and this doesn't work or whatever but when you're constantly I have, out people, I have like a member of my team has to go into my advertisement every morning just to delete shit like it's yeah. almost like a full-time rule and um, then what yeah. i used to do it and uh, just for fun and gays man but it's not even worth my energy um, no. looking at it anymore. So um, I just have one of my team members, like one of their tasks in the morning is to go underneath my ads and delete everyone calling me a cunt and a wanker. <laughs> and I'm underneath it because it's pretty heavy duty. Like we get a lot yeah. of it, um, but that's fine. Good, good for those people. Um, so it is what it is, but you kind of, you do, man, you just overcome. Yeah. Uh, that Again, whenever... It's something I say a lot and people say it a lot, but you seem to be like me where you don't actually give a shit. I say it all the time. I don't give a fuck what people think of me. I want to help the people that work with me, but outside of that, like I, I do not care. Yeah. And you've seen the same. I, I mean, that. it's again, there's there's context. I'm I do and I don't care. Like, um, I don't, if somebody's not going to be a client of mine and not going to buy from me, my yeah. process and what they think about me is very irrelevant. Yeah very irrelevant like if you're not going to be a client of mine then i don't give a shit what you think (laughs) yeah about that what i do care about is when people come in and invest in us so that they can go get that outcome 100 like me and my team are all in for that person but anyone who's uh not not on side i mean it's irrelevant and most of them aren't anywhere near as successful as me anyway so yeah what's the point in even spending time and I bet you 100% you've had people that have given you shit that have come back six months, a year later and went, Ashley, yeah, I mean, I've had, how I've do you had do that? Tragic, tragic comments over the years. But I mean, you just look, it's just funny. I don't get involved. Like we just 
the same people who were saying that years ago still say the same things now, but you look at where their business is and yeah. they're still doing the same shit. They're actually still personal trainers that haven't actually evolved. So it's like, man, you, you got other problems to worry about than talking about I, me. Yeah. <laughs> I find the same. And then the odd one will come back about a year later and ask how you're doing it. Can I, can you, can I hire you? How does this work? How do you? Yeah, it's, it's interesting, man. So I don't, as I said, I, I, did, I really stopped caring about all that stuff a long time ago. Yeah, I think that, I think that's something you need to not even like a lot of people say you need to develop a hard skin, but you need to just develop the the ability to not give a shit about the negative because yeah, it really isn't it's, important. Yeah, it's and I'm pretty thick skin, like I am pretty resilient. Um, but I do know that there would be other people that would definitely struggle. Yeah, to to go through because dude, I've I've had some proper hate like. <laughs> um, <laughs> stuff man, some some crazy things like, but so it it would, it would definitely knock some other people, but. I just don't care, um, so yeah. I don't. But it can be. I can. I can appreciate it. May be difficult for some people to get to that point. But the sooner you can let that go, mm-hmm. man, you're gonna have an easier life. And if they can't, they can just hire someone like your teammate that just goes in, deletes it all before they even. Yeah, see just go it, in, so. just get someone deleted, man. But the other thing I've learned, I mean, leaving like we've even had people we've genuinely helped make more money. Other people have came in my team that have benefited from us, and like. They just end up talking crap about us anyway down the road. So even the yeah. people that you help, there's always going to be a percentage yeah. that say that. So I'm like, cool, like, do you, do you? But um, <laughs> if you want to, I mean, if you want to be, so you're gonna, you're always going to get a part of that. If you're going to be successful, oh, right. that's what most all the people. That's part of the game. Um, it is what it is. Like if if you're not down for that, then don't sign up for it. Yeah. Uh, so just to round up, where can people get in contact with you? Where's the best place to find you? Um, yeah, Facebook. Uh, Facebook personal profile. It depends if they're specifically like fitness trainers. Like we have our um, and we have a group where we talk a lot about what we do. That's the Grow and Scale Your Online Fitness Business by Ashley Crooks, and that's the name of the group. Aside from that, there's obviously Instagram and stuff. I don't have the fancy website. I don't have any of that jazz. So Facebook's a, a good place to start. <clears throat> But shows you don't need any of that jazz because of how successful you are without it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's another podcast. <laughs> uh, I'll link everything up anyway. Uh, actually, I really appreciate you coming on. I really enjoyed the talk. So thank you very much. And for everyone who tuned in, thank you. And I'll speak to you again. Mm-hmm.